Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I will be reviewing 1995's Mortal Kombat. All right, guys, Mortal Kombat 1995. Let's jump into it. Uh... It's the uh, 25th anniversary of Mortal Kombat. Uh, th- this movie, uh, this movie came out 25 years ago. Um, the movie's based off the 1992 video game, um, a game which, like every kid in the 90s, I was a huge fan of. Um, I actually had the, uh, I, I actually I remember. Seeing the video game for the first time, I remember seeing the arcade version of the video game for the first time. I believe it was in a movie theater. We used to have a movie theater that uh, we used to go to, and um, I forgot the name of it, but it was like in our it was like in our neighborhood. And like I remember, my dad used to take us to this movie theater all the time, and that was like the first time I ever saw Mortal Kombat. Um, it was like like the uh, in the arcade, um, like because like they had an arcade in the movie theater, and like that was the first time I saw Mortal Kombat, and I was like, whoa, what's this? Because it looked like real people. Uh, I've seen in years past, I've seen like the making of Mortal Kombat video games and how they made them. Uh, the I mean, at least the first three Mortal Kombat video games, I've seen how they've been made. Uh, like a lot of a lot of it is like actors and they've digitized them sometimes they're like puppets because I think like Goro is a puppet Shiva I believe is a puppet you know uh, like a lot of the the more a lot of the more fantastical characters you might say uh, uh, Mataro you know guys like that like those are all like puppets that they like got on a string you know and they just making a move and shit but a lot of the other uh a lot of the other characters are like real like actors and martial arts martial arts uh, experts and stunt actors, you know that uh, actually that that actually worked on the video game. They just digitized them, you know. So I was like, I remember seeing this game, but I remember seeing this game as a kid, and I was like, Yo, man, this this shit looks super real. And I and then I saw that like you could rip motherfuckers' heads off and knock their heads off and pull their fucking hearts out of their chest and shit. I was like, yo, man. I was like, it's, it's like, at first I thought, I was like, they're murdering. I was like, because like, in 1992, I had to be maybe six, or maybe six going on seven, maybe. I think I was probably like six years old going on seven and I saw it and I saw that and I was like, yo, man. I'm like, they're, they're killing people in a video game, I remember. And like, it kind of, it kind of terrified me at first, but then I grew to like the gameplay, and I was like, hey, man, this guy, I'm like, this is cool, like, uh, Sub-Zero was my favorite character, uh, cause, like, I was, I always liked Ice characters, you know, like, I like Iceman from the X-Men, and, like, just, like, Ice characters have always, like, caught my eye, I'm trying to think of any other Ice characters, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I remember Iceman from the X-Men really caught my eye, I was like, yo, man, he turned shit it's ice, it's cool, and I really like the cold, you know, I know I'm from the, I'm from the south, but I really like the cold, I don't know what it is, man, like, I like, 
being in the cold. I'm in the cold right now. I got the air conditioner on super high. It annoys the shit out of my wife, but you know, who's warm blooded. She's a warm blooded character. Uh, warm blooded character. <laughs> I would say a warm blooded character, but like she's a warm blooded human being. Like she's from uh, Los Angeles. But, um, that's too much, you know, that's, that's personal shit, but yeah, I like, um, I always liked Ice characters, you know, like, but Sub- and Sub-Zero caught my eye, I always pick Sub-Zero, like, even to this day when I play a Mortal Kombat character, I play a Mortal Kombat video game, I'm always Sub-Zero, uh, I've grown to like Raiden a lot, I like the move, I like uh, a couple of moves, and I like, uh, Johnny Cage, those are, like, kind of, like, my favorite Mortal Kombat characters throughout the whole franchise, but yeah, and I remember buying, I remember my parents actually buying me Mortal Kombat, and I stayed up, like, all night playing Mortal Kombat, but my parents bought me the Super Nintendo version of Mortal Kombat, the one with no blood, (laughs) No, there was no blood. Like you can't really rip motherfuckers' hearts out of their chest and shit. When you, I think it was like when you try to rip a motherfucker heart out their chest, it's just like them holding air or some shit. You're like, oh, the heart's out the chest. Just imagine it. It's like, no, it's not. But I found that like the Sega Genesis one was the one with the violence. You know, so because I'm not really, I'm like as a kid, I've always been a big Super Nintendo guy. You know, I've always been a big Super Nintendo guy. I'm like. If if you were to go back in time and look at my game collection back in the day, it's mostly Super Nintendo. I like I barely had any games for Sega Genesis. It was like it was a very it was a very lackluster uh, game library for Sega Genesis. But my Super Nintendo game library was stacked to the gills, man. Like a whole bunch. Of Super Nintendo games because I was a huge Super Nintendo fan growing up. You know, I just love Super Nintendo more, but Mortal Kombat was one of those games I played on Super Nintendo. And I stayed up on, I used to stay up all night just playing that game. I had to go to school the next day. I didn't care. I would just wake up and like, I would just wake up uh, just all tired from playing Mortal Kombat. And my mom would just like scold me. She's like, see, 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 that's, that's why you need to go to sleep. Cause you, you stayed up all night playing them video games, you know? Like, and I'm like, okay, mom, I, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> cause that's how my, that's how my parents were. They didn't like force me to go to sleep. Really. They was just like, oh, he wants to stay up all night. He wants to stay up till 2 a.m. playing video games. I'm going to wake him up at 6 a.m. You know? <laughs> so He'll know the le- so he'll uh, so he'll get the lesson, you know. So so I'd stay up at two a.m. playing video games, and they would wake me up at six a.m. and be like, "Get the fuck up, you know, get up, time to go to school or whatever." But uh, yeah, so like that's how I learned my lessons, you know, like from just being stupid. But anyway, let's get to the let's get into the movie. Uh, I like I remember being really excited about. Uh, hearing that they were making a movie out of Mortal Kombat, uh, I was like, I, I remember seeing the trailer, I was like super stoked about it. We didn't get to see it in the theater, I did not get to see it in the theater, but I remember my dad ordering it for me on pay per view, and I remember enjoying the fuck out of that movie. <laughs> I was like, because I just saw, I think I finally saw Street Fighter, and I was very disappointed. 
you know, very disappointed uh, when I first saw Street Fighter. So, like, when Mortal Kombat was coming out, and I finally saw it, like I said, my dad ordered it on pay-per-view for me. And back when you had to order pay-per-view, they didn't have on-demand. It was just pay-per-view, you know, back in the day. And, like, you had to call. It's like, back in the day when you had to call to order the pay-per-view. If anybody remembers that back in the day, we had to pick up the phone and actually call the cable company and order the movie. You know, and you had to wait like a couple. You had to wait like a couple minutes for the movie to come on. You know, because like because they, they like patching into your cable box and shit. Is like, and it's like okay, yeah, just flip. I think it was like they were like you had to flip the channels. You had to flip the channels and then like flip it back and then like the movie would be on. I think that's what my dad did. It was like because like he would order stuff on pay per view for for us every now and again, and like he'd be like, oh, I got to flip the channel, flip the channel. Oh, it's on, you know, some shit like that. Sometimes we miss like the first like five minutes of the goddamn movie, <laughs> you know. So <laughs> I think that happened with Mortal Kombat too. I think I missed like the first five minutes of Mortal Kombat. I didn't know what the fuck was going on or some shit. I think there's, I don't know, but uh, I, I can't remember. But I remember enjoying the goddamn movie. But yeah, that's that's the struggle. Any kid listening to this podcast, any young person listening to this podcast, it wasn't just the the touch of a button and the movie's there or you go on Netflix or whatever the fuck and the movie's there. It's like, you had to call the cable company and order the movie. That's what you had to do. It's like ordering a pizza. Even like now you could do that at the touch of a finger. But, uh, you know, but yeah, that's how it was back in the day in the, in the, in the 90s. So, um, but yeah, anyway, I say I remember enjoying the movie so watching it 25 years later you know i wanted to see how well it aged and i'm gonna be honest um this is probably the most accurate video game adaptation i've ever seen Uh, of all the video game movies that i've seen this has to be the most accurate one, the most accurate that they could possibly get, you know, because like you can't really can't really do everything. It can't be exactly like the video game, just like the Marvel movies, like, you know, like like comic book movies. It can't be exactly like the comic book because like you got to tell a story, you know, you got to fit it. You got to fit it uh, in a you got to put it in a cinematic uh, nature. You know, because it's not going to translate. You can't translate comic book to movie just like you can't translate video game to movie. But they did their best. I got to say with this, man, they they did their fucking best. I mean, like they still they stuck mostly to the story of the game. Like you get the plot. It's like Shao Kahn holds the Mortal Kombat tournament and and they they talk about Outworld and they talk about how you got to win the tournament and keep earth safe for like another thousand years or whatever the fuck and uh uh yeah man they 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 really like really stick to the story of what mortal Kombat is about uh another thing i like i like the fact that they weren't afraid to be a video game movie they're not trying to be a movie that just happens to be uh based on a video game like street fighter like that's what street fighter did uh, Street Fighter was like, oh, 
it's a movie that just happens to be based on a video game, but we're going to ignore most of the shit that happens in the video game. <laughs> like, they don't do that. Uh, like, they weren't, they, they just weren't afraid to be uh, silly over, silly and over the top, but also kind of, it's, it's weird. It's a weird, it's like, they don't go, I'm not going to say they, they're not afraid to go be silly and over the top, because it's not that silly. It's not a silly movie. Street Fighter was silly as fuck. Very silly. I know I'm picking on Street Fighter, but Street Fighter is Mortal Kombat's like rival, you know. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta compare the two because they're they're always gonna get compared. Uh, but like, it's like they throw some things in there. Like there's some jokes in there. There's some tongue in cheek shit in there. They're they're not afraid to do. Like the, the the mystical shit that they do in Mortal Kombat, but kind of take kind of take it seriously, you know. It's not like oh this is a video game and like it's silly and shit. Let's just do all this silly shit, you know. But like they they they, they do Raiden. They do all the fucking accurate shit with Raiden. They do all the accurate shit with Scorpion and Sub Zero and all these other characters. Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, um. You know all the characters. Like they, they, they take the characters a little bit more seriously than they did in Street Fighter. They're not like <laughs> these really, really colorful characters. You know, and I, I like that. I like that they're like it's a, it's a the movies. God damn it! I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the, I'm trying to think of the word to say, but I'm just gonna say that. They take they take the source material seriously. That's what I want to say. They take the source material seriously. There's not uh it's not like over the top with it. But let's get into uh some of the characters. Let's start with the heroes. Um uh we got Luke Kang, uh played by Robin Show. Uh the guy really does the best with what he's given. Uh I'm not gonna blame a lot of people I've seen a lot of people do Mortal Kombat reviews and they kind of shit on this dude. They're like, oh my god, he's a terrible actor. But I didn't think he was that bad. I really don't think that Robin Chu was a bad Liu Kang. Um, he, I mean, like, he tries. He, he's like, I mean, like, he fucking tries. I mean, like, he's not. Because I know there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of Asian actors that, um, they want them to be real stoic. You know, and he's not real stoic. You know, like he's not, uh, he's not just like I'm the noble stoic Asian guy. You know, <laughs> like he he has fun with it. Like he has fun, and like he's he has like he cracks a couple of jokes in here. You know, like he's he's doing the best with what he's given. That's all I got to say. Like he's doing the best with what he's given. Uh, plus we got uh another a person that really like steals the show though is uh. Johnny Cage, uh, played by this actor named Lyndon Ashby. Uh, Lyndon Ashby really embodies Johnny Cage. He takes Johnny Cage super seriously. I like that. I like that. I, he 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 brought. I, I, honestly, I think every Johnny Cage. That's ever been in uh, the uh, the new video games or um, on a cartoon or whatever. I really think they're kind of modeled after this Johnny Cage. You know, 
it's kind of like, it's kind of like, like the actor looked at Johnny Cage. Like he looked at like they gave him a picture of Johnny Cage, or he went to go. Let me see a picture of Johnny Cage. Let me play the video game or whatever. And he was like, okay, I got him, you know. And he just did it, man. And he spot on. He's a spot on Johnny Cage. He's probably my, I was like, he's probably my favorite character in the whole movie. But like I said, I love Johnny Cage, so like he's one of my favorite characters in the game. So yeah, man, he he does a great job. Uh, then we got then we got uh, Bridget Wilson, who is uh, Sonya Blade. She's kind of dull. She's very stiff. Uh, while I was doing research for this movie, uh, I found out that the director, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson, um, he actually used to call... <laughs> this is funny. He actually used to call Bridget Wilson Robo-Babe on set because she's so stiff. Bridget Wilson is such a stiff actress uh i was watching this movie i was watching this movie with my wife uh and my wife is a a martial artist actually my wife uh is a martial artist so she knows martial arts technique and she was even like criticizing (laughs) bridget wilson's technique as a martial artist and she was like oh wow her technique is wrong she was talking about the way she throws punches she was like you can't throw a punch like that she's gonna break her hand and she was she was just like she was like analyzing her uh her her fight technique and i was like i'll take your word for it yeah she's like she's like you can't throw a punch like that she's gonna break her hand because she was really talking about the way she throws punches like they're really irked that really irked my wife the way she was throwing a punch you know she was like you can't throw a punch like that that's like she she was like, you're going to break your hand. And she was like, all types of shit. But anyway, fun fact. Cameron Diaz was was originally cast as Sonya Blade. But she had to drop out due to a wrist injury. Maybe she was throwing punches wrong too. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> and then we finally, we uh, Christopher Lambert. Oh my God. Christopher Lambert as Raiden. He's another standout. Christopher Lambert's Raiden is great. Uh, another, see, like when you do it, when do when you do a great job as a character, I feel like the rest of the um, the rest of the franchise is gonna base that character around you. I feel uh, like I said with uh, I think the rest of every every Johnny Cage after this is based off of Lyndon Ashby's Johnny Cage. I think every Raiden uh, after this is based off of Christopher, Christopher Lambert's Raiden. <laughs> you know, just the way he plays him. Uh, you can tell, like, he's another guy that took this shit seriously. Uh, and at the time, he was the biggest star. Uh, Christopher Lambert was actually a huge star in 1995. You know... Uh, cause like he just did, he, he was doing those Highlander movies. He was in like a bunch of other movies that he would do. I can't really re- recall off the top of my head, but Christopher Lambert was like hot shit in like the eighties up until like the mid nineties. Like he was, he was that dude. <laughs> so like, that's probably how they got this movie made. They were like, Oh, you got Christopher Lambert in it. We gonna do this movie, you know? Like that's probably how they got the movie made. I guarantee you, they put Christopher Lambert's name 
on the table. It was like, we got Christopher Lambert. It was like, Christopher Lambert's doing it? Christopher Lambert, Christopher Lambert. Yeah, like, yeah, look. Greenlight it. We doing this movie. <laughs> Guarantee you. That's how they got this movie made. But, um, yeah, man, he does a, a hell of a, he doesn't fight, which I was kind of uh, disappointed with, but, but he does a, he does a pretty good, he does a pretty good job as Raiden. I'm, I'm not hating on his Raiden. Uh, somebody else. Ugh. This Princess Katana, uh, played by uh, Talisa Soto. She is useless as shit. She really is. She's useless as fuck. She, she's, I think she's even duller than Bridget Wilson. Like, I said that uh, Bridget Wilson was kind of dumb, but she shows a little bit of emotion. Like, most of her emotion is anger. You know, you know, like Bridget, that's like Bridget Wilson, Sonya Blade is just angry and stiff, you know? And like, cause like the way she delivers her lines are just stiff, but kind of angry. She's always gritting her teeth. She's like, I gotta find my partner's killer. Ooh. And it's like, that, that's, that, that's acting angry to Bridget Wilson. But, uh, not to shit on Bridget Wilson, but <laughs> anyway, but yeah, man, but Taliza Soto as Katana, she's even duller because she shows no emotion. You're like, she's just stone faced, just dead inside. Uh, even that fight that she had with Luke Kang was kind of just so fucking dull. And she doesn't even, like, she doesn't even really fight in this movie. She's just here to give words of wisdom to Liu Kang, and, like, they, like, I say, like, she had one fight with Liu Kang, and that was kind of, that was just, that was the worst fight in the goddamn movie, <laughs> it was the worst fucking fight, but, yeah, man, Bridget Wilson and Talisa Soto really didn't go on to do very much after this, I mean, like, they went on to go do, they went on to do movies and television shows, but, like, it's not to, like, a high plateau or anything, Mostly, I think, like, both of them are, like, fucking retired now. <laughs> like, both of them retired from acting, and they just got husbands more famous than them. You know, and, like, they're, like, housewives and shit. <laughs> Most, mostly now, both of these, both of these women, I guess they knew they was like, man. They're both, they're both beautiful women. Bridget Wilson is a beautiful woman. Talisa Soto, a very beautiful woman. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Talisa Soto is bad as shit, man. So it was pretty easy for her to find a man. She's because she's married to uh Brit Benjamin Bratt, actually the actor Brit Benjamin Bratt. Uh, that's her husband, and uh, Bridget Wilson is married to the tennis player Pete Sampras. Uh, you know, so like they got husbands that are you know more popular and more famous than them, and those guys go out there and fucking work. I don't know what Pete Sampras, Pete Sampras does now, because. <laughs> He's like he's like in his late forties now, so tennis career is over. I don't know what Pete Sampras is doing, but anyway, must be nice, you know, for women. You know, like if you suck at anything, you could go marry some dude and he'll work for you. Girl power, I guess. But anyway, um, let's move on to the villains. Uh. Shang Tsung, played by Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa. I hope I said all that shit right. Carrie <laughs> you know? Hiroyuki Tagawa. I think I said it right. Like, but yeah, man, this dude just 
This dude just captures, he embodies the evil of Shang Tsung. Uh, 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 another guy who I think every Shang Tsung is based off of him, like, because like, it's like, like I said, when you do a good job, man, they're going to base those fucking characters after you, because I even think the new, I haven't really played like a lot of newer Mortal Kombat games, because I don't really game too much anymore and it's like fucking game consoles are fucking expensive you know so 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 i don't really i don't really i don't really play video games too much anymore i'm kind of out of video games i think i really by the time i was like 22 i was like done with video games you know like i'm not really a video game guy anymore uh but i think there was like a newer shang sung uh a newer Shang Tsung that's like kind of based off him. It kind of looks like him, you know. So like, like I think even like the look of Shang Tsung, they've kind of morphed into this actor, you know. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Kano is in this movie. He just he's just kind of a subplot for Sonya. He he dies really early in the movie. Spoiler alert for a 25 year old movie. You probably already seen. Uh, yeah, he dies pretty early. Um. You got uh, Scorpio, uh, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, and Reptile are in this movie. They're just kind of like these faces characters. They don't really have any dialogue. Reptile is just, at first, like this CGI, like, chameleon, you know? And then he turns into, like, this man <laughs> that fights. <laughs> uh, Sub-Zero, I think Sub-Zero got the worst of, of this movie, really. Like, a character I really love, like... It's just, uh, it's just, he got, like, maybe three scenes in the movie, uh, he does, like, a demonstration of his powers, uh, like, there's a scene where he, like, he's just standing there, not talking, and then, like, he has to fight with Liu Kang, and then he dies. That's, that's Sub-Zero. Um, that, 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 that was the end of him. Uh, really, really kinda, kinda gets the shaft in this movie. Um, Scorpion, Scorpion might be the most developed of the ninjas because like he has the best scene in this movie by far. You know where like he's fighting Johnny Cage in the forest, and then he like brings Johnny Cage down to hell, and <laughs> they fight in hell. Like, like that might be the that might be the best fight scene in the whole movie is uh, Johnny Cage and Scorp- Scorpion fighting in hell. I like I love that scene. That's my favorite scene. But yeah, man, I think he has like the best scene in the whole goddamn movie, which I, which is why I think out of all the ninjas, he's the most developed as a character. But anyway, moving on. Uh, last but not least, we got Goro. Goro is impressive looking. I go back and look at that even like 25 years later. That 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 because like he's kind of like he's an animatronic in this movie. Like he's an animatronic puppet. It's probably somebody like probably somebody in the suit that's like controlling it and then like it's like animatronics kind of like the ninja turtles back in the day remember like there was like somebody in the suit but like they had like animatronic eyes and the mouth and shit you know like moved by animatronics i think that's what they did with goro uh just, just still holds up man i fucking love that goro puppet you know like it's fucking impressive looking still to this day and like it just makes me miss uh practical effects man i think i talked about this in my hocus pocus um review like 
way back. If you haven't checked that one out, go check that out. Uh, I think I talked about that when I was just talking about because they use a lot of practical effects in Hocus Pocus as well. Uh, but yeah, because I was like, Hoc- I was like, dude, like I'm like, I miss practical effects. I really do. I, like Goro just reminded me how much I miss practical effects in movies. I was like, is because I, I guarantee you. Because they're making it, I know they're making a new Mortal Kombat movie. I, I, I guarantee you, if they have Goro in that movie, he's gonna be CGI. Guarantee you, he's gonna be CGI. And I don't like that shit. And like, I fucking hate CGI, man. Like, even like in like the Avengers movies uh, with Thanos, I'm like, I was, I wish Thanos was practical effects, man. I wish it was Josh Brolin in a fucking Thanos suit, you know. And he had like a Thanos face, <laughs> like like a helmet on or some shit that was like Thanos. But you got money for CGI now, and you can't do that. But like, like I was saying, like I could talk about this Goro puppet for hours, bro. <laughs> Just because, like, I love puppet because I love puppets. Like, I, like that's one of my favorite things, is, like puppeteering and practical effects and how they uh even like. Even like in horror films, they don't even do it anymore. It's like practical effects. I like, it's not scary to me anymore, you know. But Goro, like I said, like last last time I'm gonna just say it, man. Like Goro is fucking impressive looking to me, even 25 years later. Uh, the fights, the, most of the fights are well choreographed. Like I said, the, the um the uh, Liu Kang katana fight might be the worst fight in the whole goddamn movie. <laughs> You know, but most of the fights I enjoyed, uh, other than my wife, uh, critiquing Bridget Wilson's, uh, fight technique <laughs> and Sonya Blade, she was just, man, she was ripping her apart, she was ripping her fuck apart, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, but mostly, and most of the fights are, like, well choreographed, I love it, you know, and like I said, like, they're making a new movie right now, with, uh, James, I think James Wan's making it. Uh, hopefully it's as fun as this one, cause I really enjoyed this movie, like, I was expecting the shit on it, but I really enjoyed this movie, I thought this movie was super fun, super dope, um, only thing that was disappointing to me was, like, no fatalities, but it's because it's PG-13, so, they do kinda have, they kinda show a little, like, cause people die in this movie, people do die in this movie, cause, like, uh, but, like, it's mostly, like, the puppets, because, like, Goro dies, Goro gets kicked off a cliff, um, Scorpion, uh, gets his head chopped off by Johnny Cage, you know, uh, even, like, the way that Shang Tsung eventually dies is kind of, like, okay, that's the most creepiest shit in the whole goddamn movie, (laughs) but, uh, you know, (laughs) but, yeah, the way Shang Tsung dies, but, uh, yeah, man, like, people die in this movie, but it's, like, real, PG-13 like, you know, it was like, it's gonna happen to like an animatronic puppet, or it's gonna happen to, uh, somebody that's not human, and like the only person that does, like, I mean, the only person that does die that's human is very f- fucking creepy, <laughs> you know, like, like I said, Shang Tsung, the way that Shang Tsung dies is like, okay, uh, <laughs> But yeah, man. But like I said, like overall, man, I fucking enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I was surprised that I still like this movie. 
like I say, it still holds up. It's still the best video game movie I've ever seen. I haven't seen Sonic the Hedgehog yet. I hear a lot of good things about Sonic the Hedgehog, but haven't seen it yet. So to my eyes, best video game movie still to this day, 25 years later. I gave it a four out of five. Next week, I will be reviewing 1998's stoner comedy, Half Bait, starring Dave Chappelle. So... Till then, peace.